Last week here on Grey Matters, we had part one of a conversation with Scott Stratton, the author of Unmarketing and I think five other books. Scott joined us on our live stream, on our weekly live stream on Grey Matters Unscripted to talk about the state of uh, play for speakers, conferences. Uh, they've all been, of course, so dramatically impacted by the virus. But Scott is such an engaging personality and an entertaining speaker that our conversation ranged far afield from just speaking about what's happening to speakers and conferences. So today is going to be part two of that conversation. Now, I mentioned that we originally recorded this conversation as a part of our Gray Matters Unscripted live stream, which if you don't know about, we host weekly. It's available at our Facebook page or on on our YouTube channel. There will be links in the podcast description below so you can uh, you can keep your eye on those channels and subscribe to those channels to make sure that you hear about the weekly live stream. It happens Friday mornings, 10 a.m. Pacific. And the cool thing about it, what it delivers that we can't provide here during the podcast is audience interaction. You can ask questions, we, you can engage with myself and my guests during our live stream. And so it's a big part of what we're trying to do here on Gray Matters. So I encourage you to join us whenever you can for Gray Matters Unscripted. Often it's very similar content to what we deliver here in the podcast, but we also go a little bit farther afield on occasion as well. Now, what are you, what are, what are you, what are you expecting to hear from Scott to in part two of our conversation. Oh, we, we covered a lot of ground. We talked about the challenges of online meetings with Zoom and different tools. Uh, we discussed at length remote work and how things are changing uh, for so many of us and how those changing patterns are going to be reflected as we return to whatever the new normal is going to look like. We also spent quite a bit of time just talking about the personal impact, how we are dealing with it and how we are coping with with the change in work, with the change in opportunities, with our with our changing kind of ethos around work and travel, etc., and we all have a little bit of fun. I there is one treat in this podcast which I know you are going to love. Both Scott and I share with you the worst speaking disasters of our career. And when you've given as many talks as the two of us have, we've had some some pretty colossal failures. I, I think both of the ones that we, we share today kind of rank up there as far as speaking fails. Uh, and I, I, I just know you will enjoy that part of the conversation. So lots, there's a potpourri, I believe is the proper technical term, a veritable potpourri of content and discussion coming up today as Scott Stratton does part two of his conversation with us today on Gray Matters. Steve Dotto here. How the heck are you doing this fine day? Welcome to Gray Matters, the podcast for those of us in the gray zone. What is the gray zone? Primarily baby boomers and Gen X, those of us sporting a touch of gray. We're interested in finding our place in the digital age. On this podcast, we will learn about online marketing, community building, social networking, all from our perspective. The world's changing. The job market is not interested in us anymore. We're facing the prospect of a reluctant retirement, and that is not cool. We need a side hustle to take our experience and put it to work for us. We need to develop mad skills, adapt, and evolve in order to remain relevant in the digital age. I can help. This podcast can help. I'm glad you found us. I want to do a quick shout out to those of you who make this podcast, heck, to the entire Dottotech platform possible, and that is our community of support on Patreon. 
Patreon is a crowdfunding service. It's similar to Kickstarter, but for content creators like me. And we've got an amazing community who support us financially, making it possible for us to create this podcast, our weekly tutorials on Webinar Wednesday, our YouTube videos, pretty much everything that we create. So I'm asking you to consider supporting us. There are perks, and the perks are terrific. For our $10 a month patrons, which is the vast majority, the perks include access to our Webinar Wednesday archives, where we have over 100 tutorial webinars on productivity, online marketing, and content creation. And our latest perk is free access to our online course, Don't Retire, Rewire, which teaches baby boomers and Gen X what their online options are for reinventing themselves instead of retiring. The links are all in the show notes below, or just remember, patreon.com slash dottotech. It was an exciting week this week as we passed the 800 supporter mark on Patreon. So I am just as I am every week overwhelmed by the support and, and to be honest, completely humbled by it. So humor me for a moment while I welcome aboard our new patrons and they include, listen for your name if you're one of them, uh, they include Benedict and Bob, Marge, Geet and Gary, Kevin and Arnie, Larry and Joan. Chuck, Liz, Carrie, Philip, Annette, Robert, Bob, Robin, Steve, and Casey, PJ, and uh, I'm not too sure who it is. It's K, just the initial K, but I certainly appreciate one and all. We thank you. We welcome you into the uh, into the gray matters and into the Dottotech community, and uh, we would not be here without you. So our heartfelt thanks for the support that you are showing. <laughs> I'm guessing this is a non-scientific 100% guess that 75% of the time on Zoom, you're looking at your own feed, right? Yeah. It's it's not because you want to look at yourself. You're like, oh my hair, am I looking like that? Or the lighting and how am I sitting? Because that's just the, the psychology of it. It'd be like going to an event and everybody sat there like this, but they're, the, the camera was on their face the whole time and they're watching you and they're like, oh, do I look like that? Oh, do I look like that? This isn't normal times and this deems for not having normal talks like this like let's talk to the lens and talk to the camera but this is a different skill set like you know more than anybody that speaking to a camera you know is different than speaking to humans in an audience and 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 we have to learn those things too instead of just saying i'll figure it out and, and it, it does get easier i mean you you know a great example for me is i've been watching the late night talk show hosts that are doing the stuff from their homes and I've been doing it fascinating because obviously I haven't done TV for years, uh, recognizing what their challenges were as well. I, for me, it's been, there's been a lot of uh, curiosity just seeing how the different professions that I kind of touch are all handling it. And yeah. watching like a Jimmy Fallon or these guys doing their stuff from home and seeing how much, how unique it is for them and how they struggled the first few times as they were doing their monologues and stuff. Yeah. Did you see how, how awkward these these guys who have done two, three thousand live broadcasts, you know, real professionals, the best there is. Yeah, they struggle, and they were just they were like a duck out of water, just kind of waddling around trying to figure it out and saying their jokes, and then saying that didn't sound funny. And you could just see the machinations turning in their heads and the insecurity oh, bubble up to the surface. Oh. And I thought before all this, like it, that, I eighty percent of the world is is. They're really hard to do on camera. They couldn't do it on camera because it's really difficult to do, but doing it live, like I remember doing a, a it was a post or a video 
a couple years ago when the live started coming out on Facebook lives and, and YouTube was aligned to go live. And I'm like, look, if you haven't mastered speaking into a camera, don't even think about going live. <laughs> Just work on doing video first because doing this is hard. But doing this with chat coming up, something, and then somebody, a troll comes in and then starts putting obscene material on there. And you're just like, it's enough to make you just, just pass out. And there's, there's, but you can get reps. It's reps. Everything's about reps. And you know, like, like the late night host, they got the reps, but they didn't get the reps in doing it like this. Mm-hmm. So although it helps them be able to, to do certain talk show things or even a monologue type of thing, it's, we are not doing a virtual thing right now. We are virtual and we're wearing seven hats. Right? We have to be a moderator, IT, we have to be a videographer, we have to be a lighting technician, a sound technician, an internet connection technician. Like, There's so many things going on that it's also that we're like, no, I get it. So we shouldn't be holding those people to that level of accountability, but they also shouldn't be selling it at that level. And you, you, know also, be, and you also shouldn't not try and do better just because it's hard. I, I The thing that I miss the most, you know, when people ask me about going from TV to this, is I miss the crew. I miss being part yeah, of it. Yeah. I say every single person on my team has been replaced by a USB port. Yeah. And and that's kind of, it, it's amazing. It's phenomenal that we can do it. I mean, can you imagine if this was 10 years ago? Just a situation we'd be in? Oh, my goodness. Everybody's on. Or yeah, you put it back. It's like, am I on the phone? I got to dial up and get into this thing. And just, just like this. We're so, we're also so fortunate that we do at this tech of this time than it was before because it's so so different now and how fast tech moves moves that we can be at this point to at least have this type of thing and then watching we can... every profession pivot my my wife's a teacher how yeah. she just how she's be, how she's learned new ways of doing these things so i've you, got a business question for you can can i just add a comment with the teacher thing there by the way coming from a family yeah. of teachers um if anybody wondered why um teachers go on strike or try to get fair pay if you don't pay them all now fairly after all this, yeah, well, I don't even know what to say anymore. Yeah. You just, we all know, even more so, you're like, oh, you have to teach the, oh, it's teaching ain't easy at all. Teachers, nurses all should be getting um, big, big raises. Yeah, no, and we rely on them and we, yeah. And and just how they've, without complaining, they without, have just, just go, jumped yeah. in and, and done what it takes. And what, what they're asking from them, every day they're asking something new. It's a, uh, it's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. So, You've now done your first revenue model webinar. You've got a sense of how you can make a living going ahead. When you look at planning your business, are you looking at this as this is the way it is, or do you have, this is the way it is until I can go back? A little, a little bit of both. Um, it's, I always say, I, I, I don't think it's going to go back to the way it was, but it won't be the way it is. Right, so the way we're going forward, I think it'll be a hybrid of something. I re- I really hope. Look, uh, you know, throughout history, when in the worst times of either you know our society or the world, through the worst times come some pretty incredible things. And um, I, I hope the good things still stay. I know they all won't, and some of the bad things will still stay. But the things like just having the option, I don't think everybody's going to be working from home. In two years from now, I think the option is much more open, and I think because the, but the 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 spilloff of that is that people who have like um, uh, have a disability and have been been screaming for work from home kind of accommodations for decades, and every single company's like we can't do that now. They're like oh wow, now you can. So it's opened up this opportunity for a very you know underrepresented group of people who who were, were trying to say, look, I, I am, I am productive on this, but you are making this barrier 
And, and I think life's about removing barriers from each other. And I think that's a positive and I want to go there. And I don't think we're also learning now the other extreme too. I don't think we're working from home right now, like I already said, but this is a lot about what working from home is you're isolated and that's also not good. And I think, you know, more remote working locations and more type of things where at least you have that vibe of a community. Look, humans need community that, that just, that feeds our soul. And it could be, it's a virtual community and like the speakers group, I, that, that feels family to us and that's a community and it's virtual. And I think you can create incredibly strong ties virtually, but we do need each other in person eventually. And, and, um, and I, we're, we've battened down the hatches here. We have not, there's seven of us here. We have not left the house in two months other than a grocery run once every seven days. And every grocery run with seven people looks like you're hoarding. And, 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 what, and then you, one, you, I've, I've got groceries after the live stream today and it causes me more anxiety than anything. Yeah, it does. It, I'm, I'm telling you, it's just like, we just, and we're so fortunate. I'm so, we're so privileged that we have a home and we have the ability and we have some space in here where if this was, you know, five years ago, we had a different house and there was no space and we were renting. And then we, this is the first house I've ever bought. And we don't have a landlord that is deciding whether or not they're going to let us slide on the rent for a bit because they're not working. And mm -hmm. we're lucky to live in a country that has allowed the, um, you know, mortgage forgiveness or it's like, it's, it's so a lot of things that I had no control over. That's, that, that's really what privilege is. It's, you know, I was born, I was just lucky to be born here and born this way. And, and so many other things is I just look at it now and say, so what good things can we take out of this to keep forward with us? We did a show on that a little while back. So with you, with what you've learned from this, what lessons are you going to take as a positive? What are you going to take from this? And you want to keep in your life if they, when we do return to some form of normal. That, um, Scott just left. This is a prime example of Scott's question. Of, what do you do when something like this happens? Something like this happened. Although it looks like he's back. <laughs> Great example, Scott. Speaking of what's <laughs> going on, I'm out and now I'm back. That's right. And I just panicked. I didn't panic. That's killing me, man. I'm just killing me. Oh, I love oh, it. Thank so you, internet yeah. gods for allowing an audience. <laughs> But uh, only because it's been screwed up so many times in the past things. I've done in the past few months. I knew to okay, just go click here and come back. And oh, this is where we are. And I got you. You know, you talk about um, speaker disasters before I before I let you talk about the, this this very serious topic. I learned my best lesson ever back at one of my very first keynote talks that I ever gave. And, and and I used to use a lot of technology back in the early days. And I don't know if you remember the Macintosh CX computer. It was a big box. Yeah. And I used to carry that up on stage, put it on stage. And this was in the day of the three-gun projectors, too. Yeah. Only three-gun projectors that had to be tuned by a, a guy with a mad scientist hat yes. in order to make it work. <laughs> right. I was showing before the internet, before we had HTML, I was showing interactive media, how you created an interactive kiosk or something like that. It was a product called Macromind Director. And so my talk was actually to educators, but it was, I would actually demonstrate stuff live. I was crazy. I'm a mad scientist type stuff. I would do this yeah. stuff. And I was in an amphitheater full and I had all this set up and it used to take like an hour and a half to set up just the gear. Right. Just so we could, you know, and I had a computer, two hard drives, a display monitor that was then geared in so that I could see what I was doing. And I was speaking and I, the audience started to gasp. It, like seven, eight minutes into my talk. And I looked and I turned just in time to see the, the, it was a banquet table, the leg collapse on the banquet table and the entire, the entire monitor and everything go down like this, 
slow motion. This is emblazoned in my memory. The monitor tumbled one ways. My hard drive tumbled the other way off of the table, hit the ground as the hard drive, which had all of my demos for a speaking tour I was on. This was just one location of a tour. Hit the ground. And blue and white sparks exploded out of the back of the hard drive. And then this black <laughs> billow of smoke slowly rose and <laughs> spiraled its way up to the lights. And the audience was just like, oh. And I turned back to them and said, well, that's not good. <laughs> and that was it. I said, because now I had no, I said, I've got an hour and a half of talk that I'm supposed to give you guys. And now it's like, imagine if you will, that I was showing you this, it was, it would have been really cool if you know, you could just see what I was going to do for you. Let me describe it in a way that doesn't make it sense because you can't see it. Yeah. Oh my, oh my gosh. It was a, that was, that was a, that was a moment that I will never forget. And you survived, right? No, oh, you, you do. I, I fell off a stage. You fell off the stage. Dude, you get uh, really excited sometimes when you're moving around. I do it. And it was, it was during the intro. Like I walked out and fell off the stage the front how but was it into an orchestra pit or what type of stage yeah. so it was in atlanta at a gig a couple years ago right before um we were going to head on a, a a disney cruise and so it was like my last gig before we were you know, meeting up with the family and then going on the cruise and i walked out and it was just a weird setup of the stage and the guy was introduced me at the at the lectern and he was gonna, supposed to turn to me and kind of shake my hand but he stepped back and I didn't realize he was going to step back. So I stepped back and there was a gap between the stairs and the stage and the podium had a little like this little island to the left. And for some reason there was a gap. It made no sense. So I stepped back and I just went right off the back of the stage and it was slow motion. It was still <laughs> slow motion. And, and I'm just like, and I, I just went, well, this is it. And I just fell right back and the man bun caught the curtain, I think, and, and lessened the blow. And I just popped back up. And uh, Gary Gary V was the keynote the next day, and I just popped back up and like, let's see Gary V do that. And uh, uh, <laughs> and um, but I popped and I made the mistake of when I finished the talk, I was had to jut over to a book signing, but I needed I wanted Allison to know I wanted my wife to know that I, I'd fallen because my wife also was probably on it was probably on Twitter, yeah. so I wanted to know. And so I texted her in all caps um i said and i'll make a, a show friendly version of this i fell off the effing stage all caps and then i put my phone and turned it off because i had to do a book signing for two hours here's a friendly piece of advice for y'all don't text your wife in all caps that you fell off a stage and then go radio silent for yeah. two hours she was calling like the cruise line can we bring a wheelchair on he's like she thought i was in traction like she thought i was just yeah and uh, yeah, so don't uh, don't uh, do that. Yeah, light goes out too. It's perfect time. I, I, I'll commiserate. It's, this is like the shark, the the jaws thing. When yeah, that's not a bite. This is a bite. Yeah. <laughs> Doing a musical, I fell off the back of the stage once too, and it was an open stage, and 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 it was in it was in our dress rehearsal, and the horrified look. I'll never forget as I'm falling backwards, the horrified look on the choreographer standing at the front of the stage. She was more scared than I was because like I'm an old dude falling off the back of the stage. It can't be good. But I wasn't hurt. I was just and, and I came up and I was I was okay. It was amazing and it was just yeah. my pride. But I I have a a great uh, a gif I can use from my phone to people when they think it's funny. And how many talks have you done? That one will live in every person who was theirs memory as well as in yours. Yeah, five hundred talks, and that's my that's my brand. Falling <laughs> off the stage. Fell off the stage. Survived. Uh, my wife at me. You fall off one stage, and there you go. You're the guy. Who fell off the stage. <laughs> so to, so. 
what do you take away from this? You, you've, you've now been home for two months, mm-hmm. which for you for the last 20 years has to be a record. Mm-hmm. Um, so what do you take away from this that you say, you know what, this is a lesson that was worth learning from this shift. You just, it was a good reminder that you don't get time back and, and we, you're going to choose how to spend it. And each, and I mean, each day and, and also though, but don't feel regret of the time you already spent. It's spent. It's like money. It's, it's gone. And I just think that every day is, I try to, in my head, I try in my head to say, is, is it what I'm saying or doing? Is it with kindness? And, and it's a, it's a, it's a reset for me because I literally have, you know, professionally nothing to do when it comes to what was before. Like it, that's all gone. Like I, I just had a, a call right before here for a pre-call for webinar. And they're like, we want to do a little test next week. Is Thursday good? I'm like, um, yeah, 2020 is good. Like what, what I got openings. Like it's just like, <laughs> it's, and it's realizing that uh, if, you know, if I had everybody ask if, if money was no object, what would you do? And oh, you'd spend time doing this. And I'm just like, I have the, I have the privilege and the, the, the great fortune to, be able to not have to panic and say, I've got to do something today right now and, and, and kind of do something to, to make the money that we've saved a little, little bit that I can say, okay, what are we going to do over the next couple months versus tomorrow? That allows me the privilege to say, so what, how do I make today best? And, um, cause we don't get this time back with our kids, with ourselves, with our significant others. And that's it. And, 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 and to realize also that my worth is not my work. My worth is not the stage. And I'm I, honestly, man, I, instead of 40 a year, I'm going to be, I'll be good with four, eight or whatever will come when it comes. And I'll find other ways because I was doing 150,000 miles a year, you know, at least on the plane. And, and, and I loved it. And I do, I, I love the stage. I, I, I feel I was born to do it and I love the travel. I've been to so many, I've spoken in almost every state and province. I've been around the world doing this stuff. My goal, one of my goals is to get to every ballpark, hockey arena, basketball arena, football stadium in North America. I love sports. And I'm over halfway done, and I'm like, I don't care if I finish it. I, I, I yeah, maybe this is my coping mechanism, or not, but I'm, I'm, I haven't been so at peace in a very long time with just being present. Like, I don't mean being here. I mean being present here. I don't, I don't, I don't mean just physically present, but I mean mentally present. Mm. And it, it feels, it feels really good in a lot of the world that's not feeling good. And um, there's still tension. There's still loss. And we had to put one of our dogs down. Uh, oh. last week, Allison oh, lost no. her father a few weeks ago. Like there's a lot of it's stuff you have to go through when it, when it's, and it's really hard, but when you have the foundation where you can respect and appreciate your own four walls and the people in it, it makes going through those issues and going through all of this a little bit easier. We took a few more minutes to regroup after that take from Scott and the conversation shifted as it often does when you're on one of my broadcasts to technology. I'm using StreamYard uh, to feed this. Have you tried, have you broadcast with StreamYard yet, Scott? Um, so I'm using, yeah, I'm using, um, um, I'm using uh, Ecamm and then Restream.io for, for mine, but same idea, you know, and we've used uh, BeLive and we've used Restream, we've yeah. used them all and it's, it's like this, it's what what best can bring up the comments, you know, and what best is and also pulling them in the multiple streams. It's, but also this is all, I never focused on live much before all this. Right. And now I'm like, I need to go live on every platform. And you've probably been invited to do a million virtual summits and everybody's yeah. trying to scramble and figuring out yeah. what's working and what's not as far as replacing that sense that the, the community events that we were doing, the, 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 the conferences. <sighs> It's, it's, you know, the problem is it's now, 
you know, the people who were in on webinars before this and who had run them, you know, we, we got into a certain groove and we'd do a couple every year and we'd do it mostly it was branded ones. So we do like a, a, a sponsorship type of thing. And um, the problem is now since the only option is virtual, the most part, it's just everything is inundated, inundated with it. It's so overwhelming a lot in general. Um, but the best ways are the ones who do look at it virtually and say, so then how do we up the virtual engagement so we don't, because we can't, we can't get in person. It's, it's just not the same. So what can we do virtually understanding it? And you, but you got to get out of your own head. It's not about virtually how we want it to happen. It's like, what would be best for people at, in their homes, on their phones, on their laptops and their desktops on their TVs? Some people, how, how do we make it best for them? And if it's, I'm multitasking for this webinar and a lot of my people will be multitasking, then make sure that the people talking know that audio is the most important part of this. And I think audio almost always is the most important part of, of video anyways, but especially when people are multitasking, they have the Zoom as one of 25 windows open or they have it and they're doing something else in the house or they're playing it through one of their home speakers or smart speakers or something is that audio is so crucial that working with those speakers, you have to be tech with them now too. It's not about a sound check. It's like a quality check mm -hmm. and that I, I'm, I'm grading people on, on also how virtually they can do it versus just the content. And also can we make it a bit shorter? Can we leave breaks, not even for networking, but you know, life at home where you got to go to the bathroom, you got to do these things, all the things we used to be able to do at a, uh, at an in-person thing, but it won't still won't be the same value. Is it the breakout Zoom rooms? Is it putting people together a bit? Or is it just giving a break and saying, instead of a two-day conference, we're going to do a half day? You know, and just and it, it, like loading more things on people's plate right now because they're from home and you think they can do it is the exact opposite of what we should be doing right now. And not and, only are we as presenters, you know, or, or working from home, people that work with you or for you or they're members of your association, you know, taking their side of it, their position of it, surveying them, what would you like? If your event's coming up in a, in a couple of weeks from now and saying, here's some options, what do you think? And asking your members or your customers or whoever they are. But again, that will also change. Yeah. Because depending on the timing and everything else that happens. So we also have to be flexible right now and adaptable. And it's also the type of conference that we're, that, that, that's being replaced. Some of them have an educational component. That's a, that's an obligation where they have trainings and they have to have, you know, there's a certain, there's a certain obligation with professional associations that it's part of that, it's right. part of that they're there. It's part of their certification or whatever. Education credits and stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But so much of boiling it down to what these conferences are valuable for was the networking. hundred percent. And that to me is like. You can deliver hundred percent that you can deliver your message in any form, but sitting down, having a coffee with you, sitting down and having a coffee with somebody else, getting to know the people, the, just the, 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 the wine and cheese before meeting, meeting, talking to the executives within the company, understanding a little bit more about the challenges that they face and what their, what their world is really like. Those are the lost opportunities. And mm -hmm. that's the, have you seen any way that that is going to be replaced? Or is that something that's just, we're just going to have to, to, to deal, be, grieve over the loss of that for a period of time? I think, yeah, I think there's a, there's a point where um, we're trying to do too much virtually. Um, like, I just think that, uh, and I've seen some, you know, the, the virtual happy hours, the, I've seen some really great Zoom breakout rooms and putting into smaller groups. I, I think one of the best things that we can do for people right now is is also just not to overload that stuff. So when you're like, we have the the, the speakers all day, then we have the mixer, then there's this, and then there's this. You're like, I'm there's other things happening right now, and I'm not. A, the problem is, look, we're not away 
when you're away at a conference, you can go, you can go into that conference. You can do every single part or as much as you want, but you're still away. When you're done, if it's one of those, if it's a travel one, you can go to your hotel room and get some peace and quiet. For some people, for a lot of people, that's their one trip of the year. That's their yeah. one outing of the year. That's their one time away from the rest of the family. That's their one time they can blow off steam. So you're trying to replace things virtually that actually you wouldn't do physically, right? You, like you wouldn't, you wouldn't say to people, okay, everybody at home, go do this and go do this. What we don't want to try to do is try to replace a lot of the in-person things because there won't be as good. They just won't be like, we're going to try to, no, you're not going to get, and actually it's going to make it worse. It's going to make it like, well, we'll do a, we'll do a mixer, but then it's like, it's going to be actually totally opposite of the effect you want. We're going to be looking at what do you have in the background of your screen right now? Like, what do you, like every Zoom thing I see, I'm like, which books are you reading? Like, it's, it's so... Yeah. Are you? So I, I, I busted your chops when you came on because you've got a really nice camera. I didn't realize. I thought you were using a virtual background, and I am so past the virtual. Are you past the virtual background? You know what? I I look at one. Yes, but two. I also have to think. You know, it's just kindness. You know, if you want to do a virtual background, do it. You want a green screen, whatever. You like just 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 you showing up is enough. Like that. You know what I mean? It's just. I look. I'm not good reacting in kindness. I built an entire brand as just just running up the hill and yeah. screaming, right? That's, that's, that's our brand because that's our personality. I, I, I do not go quietly into things. And, and, but now it's just like, you know what? Do the Zoom background. Do the virtual thing. I don't care. You're showing up. That's a hell of a lot to ask on its own. So put polka dots back there. Put a mountain you had never climbed back there. Or Start maybe you climb one. Yeah, whatever you got to do. Then as long you're showing up, that's a huge ask already. So have you checked out my books? I don't know if one of yours is on that show. <laughs> you look for your own books, don't you? You look for your own books first, don't you? Every time. <laughs> and I and I judge severely when I don't see it. Even though the math says this, this many has sold, this many humans, most people won't have it. You're just like, it looks like it. It looks like it. Scott Stratton, you have been good for my soul today, sir. I'm glad to hear that you are coping well and, in fact, uh, thriving as, uh, as you're reinventing yourself and dealing with change. You give me lots of hope for my friends who are speakers that they're following your lead and reinventing themselves in a successful way. And uh, I know that everybody on the, on the call today thoroughly enjoyed their time with us. And it's been good for my soul as well, Steve. I really appreciate uh, uh, coming on. Been a fan for a very long time. As I publish this week's episode, uh, a fascinating kind of postscript, I think, to the conversation that I had with Scott Stratton. This week, as this episode drops, it is uh, about two weeks after the George Floyd uh tragedy and the world is experiencing protests and people are having conversations around the world. Now, the Facebook group that we mentioned within this podcast and within the previous podcast uh, for speakers that Scott and his wife Allison run is a site which uh, lots of conversation happens and it's not a particularly political site, but it, it does deal with the business issues and the social issues that uh, speakers experience. Scott has shut the site down temporarily. And the reason is that he believes that so much is happening in the world that it's up our duty now to spend time listening. 
rather than talking. And to moderate the group spent means that they have to spend a lot of time in conversation and in, in making their voice heard. Whereas he believes that at this point here, uh, what's best for him and for many of us, uh, I believe he's leading by example, is to sit back, listen, and examine where we are coming from, what our moral, what our moral compass is telling us, and what our what our predispositions and the things that we've learned our whole life, which ones we possibly should be challenging and having a good consideration of. And I applaud that. And uh, I just thought you, I think you get an idea of the moral fiber uh, that Scott brings to the table, and one of the reasons I'm such a I have so much respect for him. And this is just another example of that leadership. And on that note, I think we should wrap things up this week. Uh, of course, if you have not yet subscribed to this podcast, please, on your podcast channel of choice, make sure you have subscribed. And if you'd like to join in the conversation around Grey Matters, if you head on over to Facebook and search for Grey Matters with Steve Dotto, you will find our Facebook group. And I encourage you to come in and add to the conversation that is happening there. We would love to see you there at some point in the not-too-distant future. Until next time, I'm Steve Dotto. Have fun storming the castle.